The 2021 season is over. Let's take a look at league leaders and trends next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into MBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Tuesday, October 5th. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by Scott White and the league leaders. Let's start with offense, the 5 by 5 hitting categories. And at batting average, we had Trey Turner up at 328. For home runs, we had Vladimir Guerrero and Salvador Perez. Salvador Perez, a catcher, 48 home runs. Crazy. Salvador Perez was your RBI leader with 121. Uh, Vlad Jr. was your runs leader with 123. There was actually three Blue Jays in the top five, which included Vlad, Bo Bichette, and Marcus Semien. And then your steals leader was Starling Marte with 47. Scott, you released a two-round mock draft for next year. Vlad Guerrero was your third overall player. But I want to focus on Salvador Perez. I'm thinking he's probably going to settle in as a third, fourth round pick maybe for next year. Would you actually pull the trigger on him there? You know, I haven't gone much beyond the first two rounds yet. I've looked at the third and fourth round a little, and I wasn't seriously considering Salvador Perez yet. I have him, I I see him probably more like a fifth rounder, which is normally where the first catcher goes. you know, he's coming off a historic season for the catcher. Most most home runs ever hit for a player who's primarily a catcher. Um, the only other catcher to ever lead the majors in home runs is Johnny Bench. He did it twice. And did you at RBI too? I'm, I'm not sure any catcher's ever done that before. That's you know, played a lot of DH, obviously, to accomplish that. And, and so he doesn't have the the playing time um issues that most catcher eligible players have. It gives him a huge advantage if he's going to be this productive. And by the way, he was by far the best catcher in 29 in 2020 as well. We just wrote it off because of the short season. So I, I totally get the justification. Maybe I just talked myself into taking him around for, I don't know, but it, it certainly makes sense that he, he deserves to go well ahead of any other catcher. On the pitcher side of the five by five categories, the league leaders at wins, we had Julio Arias with 20. At strikeouts, Robbie Ray had 248. Your ERA leader at starting pitcher was Corbin Burns at 2.43. At relief pitcher, it was Aaron Loop at 1.01. For whip, we had Max Scherzer at 0.86 among starting pitchers. Liam Hendricks had a 0.73 whip among relievers, and then your saves leader was Mark Melanson with 39. It was the first time since 1982 that we didn't have a reliever with at least 40 saves in a season. I think my lesson learned here, Scott, specifically among starting pitchers, is trust the talent because we had concerns over Arias and Walker Bueller what their workload would be this year, and they shoved it right in our face. These guys were awesome, and we knew that they were talented coming in. I mean, Arias winning 20 in his first year as a full-time starter, I never, ever, ever would have guessed that. The Dodgers had been so cautious with building up their young pitchers' workloads. And they and they had they always had so much starting pitching depth that I just expected they'd do the same thing, particularly off the very short season that was 2020. Why would why risk your young arms in that way? Well, they lost a lot of that pitching depth over the course of the season. And they ended up in a much tighter division battle than uh, they could have been in. In fact, didn't even end up winning the division. They're ridiculously overpowered wild card team. But yeah, I I, uh, I didn't see Arias in particular. I mean, Bueller. I was down on him and the possibility of him going six innings with consistently. It turns out he went six plus very consistently. But Arias, yeah, I, I thought he might bounce between the bullpen and the rotation all year, and here he is winning twenty games. So. Impressive stuff for sure. 
the last thing I want to look at today is just a general league offense, right? So this year, this past season, we had 5,944 home runs hit, a 244 batting average, 728 OPS with a 13.6% home run to fly ball ratio. Two years ago in 2019, there were more than 800 home runs hit than this year, 6,776, 252 batting average, 758 OPS, a 15.3% home run to fly ball ratio. We didn't know exactly how the dead and ball was going to affect this season, Scott, but overall, it seems like it did affect offense, and overall, it was down. Yes, it was down. It's still within the range of the juice ball era. The juice ball era began in the second half of 2016, 2019, which is what we're directly comparing this year to was the high point of the juice ball era for offense. But if you compare the home run total from 2021, you know, about 59 home runs being hit 5,900 home runs being hit to 2018, there were about 56 home runs. 5,600 home runs being hit, 5,900 versus 5,600, 2021 versus 2018. It was more like 6,000 in 2017, so maybe that's a closer comparison. Uh, But I I think I'll have to go back and look at this, but I'm not sure the home runs were as well distributed this year. as I I don't remember as many scrubby infielders having 20-plus home runs. I'll have to double-check on that, but that was my perception as the year was playing out. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. If you enjoyed the pod today or all season long, please leave a five-star review on Apple. We'll be back again on Thursday morning. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.